Dear Editor, Are you fucking blind? This is the best goddamn story that has ever been written at any point in history. You should not even be in this business. Signed, The Author. Welcome to Not Safe for Words. I'm your host, Crystal L. Kirkham, multi-genre author, editor, and cover designer. I'm here to give you insight into the world of publishing and to help you avoid the mistakes that others have made. So stick around. You're in for one hell of a ride where I don't curb the curses. In case it wasn't clear, we are talking rejection today. And while this is a topic that is extremely well covered in this industry, it is also a topic that can never be covered enough. And it's one of those things that we all have to deal with if we're going to be authors. If we want to write any kind of story and submit it to any type of publication, rejection is the name of the game and it's not a bad thing. Taken in the right way, it can drive you to become better, to work harder, to try and smooth out and improve your writing to the point where you'll probably still get rejections, but uh, maybe not as many. And when I say rejection isn't talked about enough, but it's also talked about a lot, what I'm saying is most of what you see is in terms of, oh, rejections happen to every author. It's okay. So-and-so got hundreds of rejections. Or we're talking about the exceptions to receiving lots of rejections before getting that miracle acceptance. But I want to bring it down to a more personal level and that is where our focus is going to be. And as a part of that, we're actually going to talk about a term called rejectomancy. And if you haven't heard this term, it's about trying to find meaning in your rejection letters. And... Having been somebody who has written a lot of rejection letters, I'm going to be fucking honest. You're going to get rejections for so many reasons and they're not always going to be because your story wasn't good. Sometimes, most of the time, if it's a decent story, if it's in the right market, it might just be the editor is not feeling it that day, that they didn't personally connect with your characters and that's gonna happen a lot. I jokingly put in the title of this episode, It's Not You, It's Me. But that is kind of the truth. So when we're talking rejection letters, there's a lot of different types you can get. There is the form, which can be a single type form for no matter where you made it into the submissions process and the tiered form rejection and the personal rejection. So let's talk about that one size fits all form rejection. Guys, it means fuck all. It means nothing. Do not read into most form rejections. These are generally coming from places where they're trying to protect their editors because, hey, believe it or not, there's a lot of fucking nuts out there who lose their shit at a rejection letter. I mean, I was 
joking in the intro, and that's actually fairly mild. I mean, we are talking some crazy stuff right up to death death threats. Wow, that's a hard little phrase to say for me tonight. And protecting editors to keep them wanting to do their damn jobs is a good thing, because without editors, we have no publications to publish your damn work. These form rejections really just cover everything from your story fucking sucked to, wow, this was awesome, we just don't have a spot for it right now. Which is why reading into them is the worst thing you can do. Now there are tiered rejections. Um, A lot of these come from places that use slush readers. Sometimes if you make it far enough, you'll get a little comment from the editor that's slightly more personalized. But basically their first tier, hey, this didn't quite work for us. It in no ways means that your story wasn't any good. It simply means it just didn't work. It didn't fit what they know their editor is looking for. Um, it's just not quite up to tier for what they want. It's not necessarily bad. And you can get a second tier and it just meant that, hey, you made it to another round. You know, we saw potential here and maybe there was something that just didn't quite work. They didn't like the ending. They didn't like, you know, the plot line. There's just something that didn't quite work for them. And that's an important phrase to remember. It didn't work for them. Now, personal rejections, those ones, sure, feel free to read into them a little bit. It means the editor took a bit of time out of an extremely busy schedule to say something about your work. And from personal experience, I can tell you it doesn't necessarily mean that your story was absolutely awesome. But they're going to point out, hey, you know, I really like this about your story, but this didn't quite work for me. Once again, there's that phrase, it didn't work for them. So I guess that brings the question of when you're submitting these stories and you're getting these rejections, sometimes personal, sometimes not, when the fuck do you know that maybe the story needs more work? And that's a really hard question to answer because there are authors who have a rule. 10 rejections for a story, they pull it back, they revise it, they try again. Another 10 rejections and maybe they'll trunk it and pull it out a few years from now. See if maybe then it might be the right time or place or editor for it. And this really is a personal point of view. Um, Some of the authors that I know that have that 10 rule are authors that are published in professional level and professionally rated magazines. And that's a really fair rule to have when you know that you can get your writing to the point where it's going to catch an editor's attention and you're going to be able to get it published at a pro-rated place. But it's not necessarily going to be the rule for everyone, especially if you write things that are a little bit off genre or a bit of a genre blend, and it's harder to find homes for those things. One of the ratings I use is whether or not I do get personal feedback, because 
for a lot of magazine submissions, 90% of them are going to be giving you really basic form rejection letters. And in this industry, when they're reading so many things, then they do take the time to write back that I know they took the time to consider my words. And I may not always agree with the feedback that comes, but I take it under consideration. And while I haven't trunked a story, there are ones I have put on the back burner as, eh, maybe, maybe I should relook at this. This isn't getting the response I was hoping for. And it could be just because, once again, I am a cross-genre writer. I do not write a very narrow focus uh, when it comes to genre. And that may just be what these places are looking for. And I'm not finding the right market for my work. So when it comes to rejectomancy, don't, don't read too much into it. There are so many things going through an editor's head when they are reading your work that it's really hard to figure out whether or not your work is worthy or not worthy simply based on rejection. You just have to go back and find a little bit of objectivity and try and relook at your work with new eyes. Get a new beta reader. Maybe somebody else can say, you know, the story just isn't grabbing me. And I think there's a few issues maybe here or there that could use some attention that might help elevate the story. And it's all about elevating the story when you're trying to get around to editing, but that's a topic for a whole nother fucking season. Well, we are going to do a full season of a deep dive into editing. Um, I have it planned in there somewhere, but I'm not looking at my future schedule right now, but it's coming guys. So I hope that kind of helps you feel a little bit better about those rejections because they are going to happen. Never respond. I can't say it enough. Just don't. It will get you on blacklists. And it's as simple as that. It's not the end of your career unless you want to make it the end of your career. And there are so many. I'm going to actually relate something to you that I've picked up going to conferences. And I've actually heard it from more than one editor. But most prominently, uh, Neil Clark from Clark's World uh, with a chat with him. And he was saying one of the things that really he hates to see is when he gets a really good story for somebody, someone who shows great potential, but it's just not a good fit. And so they send a rejection, but they're hoping that author will send more work, but they never see anything from them again. And a rejection doesn't mean your work isn't suitable for that market. It just means that story is not working. That story is just not what they need. And right from the lips of a pro market editor, it was a good story. And he gets really excited when he finds it in another publication that did want to publish that story because they had a place for it. That editor liked the story just as much as he did, but they had a spot for it. They had a place to put that story at that time that they were reading it because so much of this industry fucking comes down to just dumb luck sometimes. And now for something totally different, we're going to flip this around and talk about self-rejection because this is also a topic that should be briefly touched upon. 
a lot more often. And self-rejection means rejecting your story for sending it to a place before the editor has a chance to say no. I mean, some things are fucking obvious. You read their list of things you don't want and you don't try and be a clever little thing and go, well, I'm just going to combine everything they want and turn it into a really fucking good story that they have to say yes to. I'm going to be the ex... Pardon me. I'm going to be the exception. You're fucking not, okay? Just actually read your submissions guidelines. The do's and don'ts, the wants and do not wants. Because if you're submitting a story, a magazine has explicitly said they are not interested in reading, your chances of getting a rejection are 100%. If you read the publication or check out the other work a novel publisher has out there and you think your stuff is in line with what they publish then submit and your chances might be pretty damn good. But if you're looking at it and going, well, you know, it's kind of fantasy. It's kind of darkish. I mean, it's, it's not quite what it seems like they're looking for, but it's not explicitly what they're not looking for. Submit it. Don't just say, well, you know, I don't think they're going to like it. I'm just going to try and find somewhere else. If you want in that market, if you want that publisher, submit the goddamn story to them. If you're not checking off all the boxes of no, we do not want, give it a fucking try. That's all I'm saying. And Editors aren't going to hold it against you. We're not going to remember that, oh yeah, so-and-so kind of submitted this romantic fantasy, but didn't really have a character I connected to, so I'm never going to read any of their other work again. No, that romantic fantasy could have been fucking brilliant. And I've rejected something that I read, and I'm like, this is fucking brilliant. But I'm not the right publisher for this, and... God damn, I hope they find the right publisher because this is a great story. It happens all the time. Which is why you shouldn't A, self-reject or B, take rejections to heart. Rejections are only the name of the game. They're not the end all and be all of the game. Just because you're rejected doesn't mean you're not good. And it's really, really as simple as that. This has been another episode of Not Safe for Words. I hope you found some useful advice here today. If so, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you can join me next time for more publishing and writing insights. Thanks for listening.